Thunder's a little bit of a bonus podcast for uh, aimed at the Curly Provincial subscribers. What we're going to do on this podcast is myself and the man himself, Shane Shelio, are going to go through and just have a little bit of a review, more so at the betting as opposed to the data, of the Gold Coast meeting on Saturday, followed up with the Toowoomba meeting Saturday night. And then we're going to have a look at Gatton on Sunday. Now, for those playing at home who aren't on board, Gold Coast was a winning day for Curly set. Uh, Toowoomba was a losing day. And Gatton was a winning day. So he's won two out of three. Uh, we're going to start at the Gold Coast. We're going to look at race five, Shane. We backed number seven, Ros May. You took what price? A 2.25. Um, we took Ross May. Race was sort of knocked around a little bit by scratching, so we sort of obviously wait and not send my stuff out at nine o'clock, and we we're, um, you know, we we're able to get on at 2.25, and um, you know, just rated it a little bit shorter than that. But the money came, and it's a good, it's a good money stable um, at the provincials, particularly um, this stable. So it was good to see the support there, and a little bit of a hair-raising sort of watch for those that uh, that didn't watch the race. But uh, look, he, he got D Griffin. Uh, he he got a split just when he needed to in the straight, and was able to get the job done. Um, wasn't a big margin, but it was it was a win all the same. How do you handle when you've got such a big overlay like that? Um, well, yeah, I, I just at the the provincial stuff in particular. I'm just happy to get paid on it, like. I let it roll. I'm not really betting back or anything like that um, in these instances. Sort of, um, you know, one thing that you know, the guys that have got my set and would probably see is that have good success at these types of tracks with the right train, with good trainers and good jockeys um, at these yeah. prices. I, I tried to avoid the real, I tried to avoid the shorties, you know, when, you know, I'm not really overly keen on the trainer or the jock. Um, you know, but when when you've got the right combination, you know, sort of happy to have a go. Um, I just, I don't know. I just feel better about the bet. Um, and in this instance yeah, on the day, you know, Dan Griffin, I think, had to ride two or three winners for whatever it was, you know, to stitch up the premiership. They were there to win. And, you know, that's all little tiny things that I do take into account. There's got to be, there's got to be, you know, more reasons to back a horse than not. And, you know, this one was not only the best horse in the race, but, you know, had the right jock and, Everything was there on the day, you know, that it was... In race five, you've backed Aggravate. You took a good overlay again. Yeah, this was really just a taking a position against the Chris Lee's runner, uh, Snow Zone. Um, um, the biggest play in the race was Aggravate, and there was a smaller chop-out bet on I've Got a Nell. Um, just Who's run of, third for Danny just, Griffin? Yeah, just anticipated here again that this... Um, I just thought that this snow zone was way too short for what it had done. Um, you know, it's only just been going, I thought. And look, admittedly, it did hit the front and aggravates got off the canvas to beat it. <laughs> but look, it got the result. Les Kelly, you know, has got a good strike rate at the Gold Coast. Um, obviously, local trainer, local horses in Queensland is a thing, regardless of what, you know just a thing. Um, Dittman's, you know, fresh off, I think Luke rode a couple of group three winners for Waller a couple of weeks ago at Eagle Farm and, you know, yeah. he's back home, back home on the coast track, you know. Got good jockeys at the Gold Coast um, and this just another one that fit the bill, happy to take the favourite on and we're lucky to get away with a the result there, probably in the end, getting off the canvas to win, but 
you know, when you get rewarded for taking on the favourite, this snow zone was really, really solid and Aggravate got out to a silly price. Like even, I think it SP'd 4.20 on the fair and um, suggested bet was top tight because it was drifting a little bit, but, you know, it was more because of the money for snow zone, I thought so. It looks to me like most of the money was for the two that you saved on. I've got an L. I've there was got a bit of money for that as well, yeah. It was solid. Um, yeah, I, I suppose... I think that's the most value in, in, in Curly's product for guys who aren't on board is like the, the, the reading of their markets is just crucial and you've got an enormous amount of ability at doing it. Like, it's, it's, it's impressive just even how you've described that race and exactly what has happened. Anything else you want to talk about on the Gold Coast, mate? Um, no, look at it. So I think you know, there was a couple of... We did have a couple of other small bets on the card. Um, in the first race, we had something Pepino, but it was, it was the better result was Spartan. Uh, they've ran one three once again. You can see through the bets there. There's a bit of a trend, you know. Smurden Griffin on the winner. Les Kelly, Luke Dickman was the other horse in the race that you know that we had something on. So, you know, these guys with the with the better strike rates, um, uh, you know, they they have better strike rates for a reason. It's because they're better jockeys and better trainers than their competitors. So, we'll stick to uh, trying to stick to to that uh, method down there at the Gold Coast. Seems to be working. The stats for the three months down there have been pretty good. Um, yeah, a little bit of a different method, which is, and I think this is the number one reason to to get on board and was my favourite thing about what you provide for us. We've had, we've, back, we've been to a few races at Toowoomba and all these are sort of, resulting in your hard work and diligence. These are unseen sort of horses that were in the market that were well back and run pretty good races. Do you want to talk us through them? Yeah, I think I'm in, probably in hindsight, probably had a few too many bets. Um, walked into the meeting full of confidence off the jump outs. And um, anyway, we it was a bad night overall. Um, but a little bit of luck goes our way. It's a different result. Obviously, that's just racing. Uh, first one's race five. We backed two horses here that were off the jump outs. Um, you know, no official trials. Our best winning result was Blue Harmony. Um, the next, and then we basically had a save on Simply Fly. Blue Harmony was, I'd Simply Fly copped a check at the start, over 870, sort of lost its spot, and Blue Harmony's you know, ra uh, railed through and led, and I thought how far on the corner, and then simply flies, ran us down, and was, you know, pretty impressive through the line. Um, there's another horse that come up from the Sunshine Coast, Miss Gold Bounty, who sort of was three dollars, you know, all day, and it drifted out, you know, a fair way, and it sort of sp'd somewhere around that four fifty mark. Got beat a margin, a fair margin as well. So we're on the right two horses there, probably um, just. Obviously, I staked higher on the five who was runner-up. Uh, that happens. But, um, you know, these are normally races that you wouldn't bet into. If you just picked up the form guide and you looked at a race in Queensland and you've seen two, three, the three horses coming, you know, the first two, the first two were in the market um, unseen and the third horse was not in the market, um, but it, had, it was unseen as well, no public trial. So the first three across the line unseen um yeah which is like well we've i've said the whole way if you want to bet up in these places you do need someone to hold your hand and that means curly uh the next race is well, race, is eight. race eight 
race eight was another horse um, that we identified off the trials up here. Um, unseen, obviously no official trial. We, took we spoke about this a little bit on the deep dive. Two seventy, it started at dollar seventy five. Yeah, dollar um, seventy the corporates. Look, you can only you, you can only base your opinion off what you see, and it was a bad ride, and it's as simple as that. Um, sort of restrained to to go back a pair, held up when needed to get going. Um, I don't know, it's bad ride. Probably maybe a bit harsh, but. Just didn't really have a lot of aggression early to hold a spot. Sort of got shuffled back a little bit and then got held up when it counted. And if you watch the replay of race eight at Toowoomba, you'll see it. Um, this thing motors home. We don't have the data here, but we did cop a fair bit of rain and the track was rain affected by that time. So Yeah, I was going to say that. The, the rain came and they pushed the races back one. Yeah, yeah. Was that affected again, do you think? Probably. Def- like, it definitely affected the track. There was a downgrade to a heavy eight and... Um, I did have a bet in the race before as well on um, an early bet on B Daisy off a off a nice jump out. Um, you know it uh, it hasn't fired a shot basically on rain affected ground. It had one go on the heavy before the weekend and um, was unplaced. So it loomed like it travelled and loomed into the race on the corner like it was going to well like it was going to win and um, it just never let down. So I'm sort of happy to put that down to the track condition. It did fail pretty dismally on a heavy track and it's only other chop at a rain affected ground. So, but you know, by the time we get to that point of the day, you're already committed and you know, the money's on and whatever else. And anyway, that's just the way it goes. You'd just rather see your horses ridden with intent that are $1.70 in the market over a thousand metres anywhere in the world. Yeah, look, exactly. That's all there is to it. It's one of those things probably, um, you know, that's, that I've definitely taken into consideration after a bit of soul searching yesterday afternoon and this morning doing the review is, you know, the winning results are on the better jockeys. And, um, you know, we've just been a little bit unlucky there on a few, you know, a few of those bets. But um, Yeah, but I, I think, like, it's one of the great sort of conundrums. Yesterday at Mini Valley, I was just convinced that this horse was the wrong price, that Cambo Basso. Mm-hmm. But Jack Hill's riding it. He's not like a metro rider. Like, I've killed SP, but then he has slaughtered it. I sort of predicted both, if you know what I mean. Yeah. I think maybe to... the deeper you get, you could maybe look to to lower your exposure when you're beating SP so deeply on, on riders and setups you're a bit more concerned about, maybe. Yeah, def- and definitely. That's the sort of soul-searching I come up with. Yeah, and I think, I don't know, look... I'm possibly I'm possibly reading too much into a couple of these results as well. We just didn't get any luck, but um, I don't know. It's just you know. But I said this on the deep dive earlier. Um, in Queensland, we have the metro meeting Saturday, the main provincial meeting at the Gold Coast, and this is a provincial two type setup at Toowoomba. Yeah. You know, we've had um, you know, our three three of our leading jocks, Josh Oliver, Emma Young, uh, Nick Keel, are basically all retired. Um, Sky Bogenhuber, who has been the queen of Clifford Park for six years, only had her first ride back on the weekend from a from a fall, and you know she's not doing as much riding as what she what she was. So that all definitely plays a part when you used to, you know pre-COVID we were you know sort of con- consistently backing these these horses around that two fifty mark that started dollar ninety because they were Hatch and Oliver and Oliver's the best jock by a mile and 
you'd have a lot more confidence. But you know, it's just <clears throat> things change. You just got to adapt. Um, Gatton Sunday, um, tactical play early, which I loved. Didn't bet too early. Uh, just wanted to wait and see what the track means. Um, explain to the punters what what that is, exactly means in a bit deeper term than what we're yep. saying. So we obviously we had that rain Saturday night into Woomba. There was a bit of rain down the range in the Lockyer Valley. Um, so the, the Gatton track was going to be rain affected to some degree. Now I have zero confidence in any ratings tossed up by any stewards. Um, the local track people toss up a, a track the day before within the guidelines. Um, the stewards sometimes get to the track late morning to walk the track. Um, and we've seen it in Queensland, you know, in the last month with the amount of meetings lost or called off or whatever else, yeah. or track downgrades, all that sort of thing. So the, the, the more bush the meeting, the, uh, the more variables that we have. Um, I've got, you know, I've got a, a, some track data on Gatton that hard fences has been the place to be on a really wet days. Um, so just unsure, you know, how wet it was going to be. And it was still raining in the morning. So what I wanted to see was, you know, for a track that can, that can toss up a bit of bias when it's wet, the first thing I wanted to do was just hold fire and watch the first race. You're not really looking... So unlike other tr other areas you'd bet into, like you mentioned about, um, you've said it plenty of times before, Craig Williams, one of the great track walkers. Um, we'll plot oh. it. Um, he no gets out there and puts on the he puts on the plastic over the boots and sort of yeah shows a lot of intent. If you watch him on Saturday, maybe he doesn't know what he's doing. You don't really have a jock that was riding at Gatton on Saturday that on Sunday that you could say, well, he knows where to go or she knows where to go. So it was a matter of just watching them fan or fan the Gatton straight and um, look for a bit of kickback and and that sort of stuff. Or look where there's you know where the wear was post race. You go and do the replay and watch the head on whatever else. Um, so yeah, ha so once once that was established, basically um, happy to bet in race two was our biggest betting race. We had a good bet on Sizzling Diamond at 250. Now that was 280 earlier. Yeah, could have got 280, but just wanted to have a look. Um, still happy to take the 250 after we had a look at the first and yeah, got the job done at SP in the red. Um, I think it has paid dollar ninety something like that. <coughs> um, I just think one more point, just with the track walkers. What you'll find sometimes, and I reckon it'd be more common up there, like the Dean Endels when he's riding like the provincial on a Saturday down here. Like Oliver on a Saturday or Oliver on like a midweek meeting, he might take his first two horses into the, the part of the track where it's not the best. Because because like you're doing, all the other riders are doing. Yeah. So they'll all go, oh shit, Damien thinks this is the best part of the track. But then like it might be race four when he's got this thing that he's convinced is, is a big winning chance, and bang, it, it, it all of a sudden he gets out to that different part of the straight or whatever it is like that. Yep. There's a lot of tactics going on. Like these guys are competing against each other for prize yeah. money. Absolutely. That's it's something that's difficult to quantify, but it's a thing. Um, and to get a handle yeah. on that. And you get you look at it, like, and jockeys, like, are only human and like the rest of us. Some of them walk out and see that this thing's 40 to 1 and throw their leg over and are already defeated before they get out there. Yep. 
You know, that's just yeah. like any other sport. I'm 40s. I've got none. I'm drawn nine. I'll just go back here and get around. I'll just and get some around. of them, like, like I did actually once play golf with curls, and I know he suffers from this probably just as much or more than I do. Some of them might be on a $2 favourite, and it's like a four-foot putt. And you'd make that putt if it was a $7 chance, you'd ride it better than a $2 favourite because you, you're overthinking it. Quiver. They they quiver. Like, they're, they're just human beings like all the rest of us, and they overthink things, underthink things, et cetera, et cetera. Very hard to quantify, like you said, but that's the great game. Yep. Then, um, oh, there was probably, like, there's a few things that, you know, completely do your brain in. And, and one of those things happened to me in race three. So, uh, Bailey Notif, you know, leading rider in Queensland, like, what the fuck are you doing at Gatton on a Sunday? Obviously, there's a couple there you like. Um, I was on one of them. I wasn't on the one in race three. Um, so we had a couple of senior jockeys in Mick Hellyer and Nozzy Tomazawa settle one, two, about 15 lengths to the third horse, um, went completely mad, um, up in front. The favourite sat back off a good tempo, round of the mark, comfortably pissed in. Um, the two leaders were beaten 14.7 and 15.5 lengths. The pair of them, obviously, I was sulking because I had a small bet on both. But you know, you can yeah. see your jockeys at a meeting like Gatton, um, and, and you you cop you that. Expect it does, better. It does you need a bit sour? Um, the the note you of expect horse, better, yeah, and so you should. The note, the Bailey note of horse that we did come into, uh, sent this out again after we'd had a look. Zaitiki in race five, we took four dollars. Um, only way to describe it was disappointing. Got beat one point. No, well, I think you could describe it as uh, repulsive, sickening. Uh, if it kept happening, cursed. Uh, you know, I'd, I'd, you'd might be more of an, a much more of a voice on this, but I, I already consider Bailey as a money rider, and when the money come like they come for this thing, I thought, oh yeah, baby, get in the queue, sort of stuff. You know, we talked about socialising at uh, Sunshine Coast on Saturday. If anything, the other thing in race three, whatever you, whichever race you we just spoke about, you'd expect it to not have won and this thing to piss in. So very, very grey. <laughs> yeah, it's, I don't know. I suppose just, I don't know whether I've become immune to it or what. Don't know. I don't, I talk about, um, you know, managing the ups and downs and that sort of thing, but it was a, it was a tilt weekend for sure. It was there to test. <laughs> yeah, just, you know, and just, I don't. There was no nothing untoward as far as like we were stiff or anything like that. It just it just didn't go as well, you know, as what I anticipated. You know, I just struggled to sort of let down a little bit. Maybe it was a soft track. I don't know. But and then you got sort of. I half enjoy those ones when it, when you when there's nothing there and you just feel like you deserve you cop the punishment, like you take the whack. It feels good. Yeah. As opposed to the usual like sickness. Yeah, it just is what it is. Anger. Yeah. You just got beat. You just got beat on the day. You got it wrong. And race clear. A good one. A clear example of that was race six. So yeah, the villain, uh, you know, took took six dollars morning um, after the you know earlier on in the day. Um, started a fair bit short. I think the official starting price was four forty or something. Uh, it did naught basically. Um, never really looked like winning in the run. Sort of got back and he'd come with a dash and. Not sustained, you know. Backing a horse like him, coming off um, 
you're coming off a, a really stiff run, two back um, in, I don't know whether you'd say, well, two back at round third at the sunny coast. Um, you know, it was a bit stiff. I thought it was a good run. And then uh, last start, uh, sorry, two back at sat on speed. Um, and I just went out way too quick in a, in a race at Derman. And then sort of back to Gatton, I thought, you know, he'll go forward and, and be something, you know, some chance, but didn't show any, didn't show its, didn't show the speed that it did the start before and set back and it was never really a factor. So one of the, uh, one of the great things about betting up here is the, the inconsistencies that you see in, in horses where they position in run. Um, it's very hard to catch, particularly in these low grade sort of races, but um, on that, would you prefer there was just no such thing as a change of tactics and you just were like left to your own devices and therefore responsible for your errors? 100, 100%. Um, like, even the, like even if the change of tactic rule is there as a public perception rule to say if I'm going to lead today, like the Joe public doesn't even know anyway because only, you only find out if the stewards tweet about it. And sometimes that... Yeah. Look, I've seen stewards tweet that shit out. Oh, we're not. This horse is not wearing blinkers today, uh, and yeah, as they as they're sort of behind the gates so or change of tactics, race five, yeah. the seven's going to be ridden more forward. Um, yeah, probably a bias. But the change of tactics rule, like if if a leader is snicked after being really soft in the market and there's no change of tactics, are they ever? Which is the only thing that's going to be worthwhile. Scratch that horse to protect the punter. The answer is. No, therefore the rule is just useless. No, no it, it has. They don't to... even find them. They just they just give them a talking to. I don't understand the rule. Um, you know, I, and I suppose I'm a little bit biased in saying this because it doesn't suit everyone. But the market is my indicator. Um, when there's a question yeah. mark on what a horse's position in run will be, the market. In, oh, look, I don't do other jurisdictions, so I can't say with any certainty. But in Queensland, particularly. It's just, it's so, it's so, it's a strong indicator of where the horse maps. And I know a lot of big play, a lot of the big guys and big syndicates, you know, work a lot on maps and you'll, you'll see horses with apprentice jockeys drawn wide that go forward or be supported because of the map. Um, I understand that. But, um, you know, sometimes, sometimes you just, they know where this horse is going to map and it's just, one, the market's good. Yeah, and, and Shane and I were talking about it before we recorded and because uh, we don't ever want to get ourselves in a lot of trouble, but we don't even know who they are. And we're <laughs> not sure if we ever will. But so, so, there is a they. We're not there sure who a... they are. Speed mapping is a crucial part of developing yourself as a punter, in my opinion. And it's a, a skill which you'll never sort of master, but you always learn. Yeah, look, it's... Um... And late money. And that's probably a mistake I made on the weekend, actually, is I went... That's the heaviest I've gone into a Toowoomba meeting with early place. Um, I just thought that, you know, these, everything's run... Everything runs to expectation. This will be... This will be a good winning night. And I was really happy to pin the years back on the unit plays with the maps and the horses that we were on. Um, it, but if a, you beat an SP, I think you'd be sweet long-term. I don't I think, think you did go too heavy. I think I think it's one of those ones where you don't deliberately go into a meeting to bet more or less. It just you know you look at every race yeah. on the experience and some some look betting races, some don't. It just so happened that there was four or five betting races, you know, out of nine or five out of nine or something, 
whatever it was. Oh, and I think when you sort of get to our level and like you're doing it for a living and you have to look at every race because there might be an opportunity, that's just how it works. I yep. turned over five times as much at um, Sale and then the same amount at Packenham the next day as I did at Caulfield on a Saturday. Well, I think the uh, that's, it, that's how it works. Look, and I didn't I didn't play the last race and and uh, true to form, a dollar thirty five favourite went over. Um, <laughs> uh, Twenty dollar winner. The second horse was fourteen dollars, who I beat on before and and didn't bother. Um, the the dollar the dollar thirty five favourite. So I think it's that one out one back from memory. Never travelled in the run was basically scrubbed from the half mile and. And uh, it plotted into third place. So um, it was a bit of an ex- exclamation point on the night. It was um, one to forget. But anyway, it was quickly finished. Any, any uh, sort of lasting last points you want to leave the, uh, the listener with, mate? Um, look, I think, look, you don't need to have, uh, have it to come from me to work it out. Everyone that watched the races on Saturday night would have black book crayon. Crayon will be a horse that will be a... It'll be a race to the bottom uh, for those that have access to a bet 365 or sports bet account on a Friday night. <laughs> I'm sure it'll I'm sure it'll hemorrhage pretty quickly um, around the place. But no, look, I don't know. It's just we're coming in off season racing now has well and truly kicked in. Sort of the last of the good races, the last of the group races, basically on the weekend. And um, you know we're. We're back into it Thursday at Dolby and then uh, Gold Coast and Toowoomba Saturday. So we just continue. You just got to keep betting, betting and betting and betting. Oh, I'm in the midst of a uh, very, very rough patch, but I'll go back through it and, I'll, and I analyse the bets and I, I don't really regret any of them, just not having that sort of VAR. I think uh, even though it's a boring, wet time of year, you just got to keep doing what you do. You just got to keep betting. Keep looking for the angles. Lost, lost, lost tough. Imagine being Justin Thomas. You, you minted with cash. Do you see what he did in the golf? No. Nah. What happened? He, su- he sunk an 80-footer on the second playoff hole. 80-footer. And then the the other fellow had like a decent 20-footer and he sunk it. And now I think he's going to lose. <laughs> oh, brutal. Imagine sinking an 80-footer. But then the same though, you're, still, you're Justin Thomas. Lost pretty good. Yeah, it'd be like taking two seventy about a horse at SP's a dollar seventy and run second. Yeah. <laughs> All good. Unbelievable. All right, mate. That was enjoyable. Hope you guys at home get something out of that. Probably should have spoken about the golf in there just before I finished it, but I did and I apologize. Hope you enjoyed the show. Uh, we'll try and do a fair few more of them. Bye for now.